And let me say like this. If I'm wrong on the negative points, I will drink champagne and be happy. Uh, it will not make me happy no. uh, if I'm right when it, when it comes to the car production in Europe. It definitely, it definitely with these, let's say, worst case predictions, if it ends up better, we are really happy because it's also better for the whole economy and all, for everybody involved in that. Hello and welcome back to the Gold Casting Podcast. Today we have an episode out of our normal order because it's the end of the year and next year is going to happen whatever we want it or not. But let's dive into it, what we are expecting. But before we do that, I think we have to do something we never did in the previous nine episodes because today is the 10th episode and that's something to celebrate. So Stefan, what's in your glass to celebrate? Uh, I'm a Swedish guy, you know, and I like IPAs very much. I have an uh, from Gothenburg Brewery here, here you see, and we're not sponsored by them, uh, but it's a great beer. Um, it's a season IPA, Christmas season IPA. Very, very nice. How about you? Yeah, I'm today non-alcoholic, but it's made by Paulana, the Bavarian brewery. It's just a cola Fanta mix in a beer bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so, cheers. <laughs> cheers, cheers. Merry Christmas, everybody out there. So, <clears throat> so we have a, a, an episode with a interesting name, right? 2023 is dead. Long live 2024. So, uh, calmed, relaxed, a bonus episode for you guys out there. Um, what we actually think will happen in, in the 2024 and, and maybe also some retro perspective on 2023. But probably one thing that we have just not made um, is actually to, to introduce ourselves and the podcast in a nice, calm way. Uh, I mean, we, we have to get a little bit serious now. People are actually listening, more and more people. Uh, so, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure, of course. So I'm Fabio Niklas. I'm 33 years old, living in Switzerland, but be actually being a German guy, I started my career in the foundry industry as a material scientist developing casting alloys. And a lot of aluminium casting alloys. And then at a certain point of time, I thought, now I know how to develop alloys, how to handle them. Now it's time to learn how to use them and get them into products. Then I went into a foundry doing everything from materials to new projects to all the technical things we're not going to talk about. And mm. since the end of 2022, I started my own company, Casting Campus, and as a consultancy for Rio Casting, Hypersodite Casting, and sustainability. Rio Casting is something we're not going to talk about either because it's just technology, right? Exactly. <laughs> so so how, how many cats do you have? Two cats. Yeah. Dear. <laughs> uh, dear listener, you can feel a tension building up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get the same questions, but not with cats later. So now it's your turn, Stefan. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, metallurgist uh, 
from the Royal Institute of Technology. Uh, and um, actually been working pretty much as a purchaser and stuff like that, uh, even if I try to get those uh, memories out of my body. Uh, and then in 1998, I was thrilled by a presentation from uh, Salzburg Aluminum Gesellschaft in land about TIXO casting and since that day I've been pretty hooked on semi-solid so, so I'm a semi-solid guy but to, to survive I needed to have an income so, so I worked as a manager for 10 12 years in crisis companies different roles uh, firing people and employing people and trying to get quality somewhere on the, on the right side so um, uh, 53 years old so you're the youngster so, so dear listener here comes the tension you know I like diesel cars Fabian drives a Tesla <laughs> I have two hunting dogs. Fabian has two, two cats. cats. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I live in a country where we have uh, uh, quite a difficulty to, to even find a spot to charge our Teslas. Uh, if you're not working as a journalist downtown Stockholm or something. <laughs> uh, so so if, if, if you're into hunting and things, you, you kind of like diesel cars. But uh, that's my personal reference. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm not sponsored by the diesel industry either. Uh, free kids, I do have. You have none, right? So guess Correct. who's late always to the beginning of the pod? Uh, <laughs> now mine are like 20, 25 something. So, so I'm not really exchanging diapers anymore. <laughs> anyway, anyhow, uh, so, so that's us in a nutshell. A young guy uh, driving a super fancy electrical car and an old guy driving a diesel car. Um, the, the young guy goes to those music festivals where, where no one is playing the electrical guitar, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, which is super strange because the only rock and roll bands that are worth mentioning is actually Metallica, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Rammstein. All, all my German I learned from Rammstein, <laughs> by the way. Uh, which is not, not super good when you're trying to be nice to someone. <laughs> I know. Especially if you try to be calm in a traffic jam listening to Rammstein. Get you quite excited. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, I, I'm too old to get one of these uh, diagnoses like ADD or something. It was a, if I was a young kid today, I would probably had one diagnosis because it makes me calm to listen to, you know, yeah, ich will in the queue. Anyway, now, this podcast. Uh, we have one more story to tell. How it well, came to the idea why we should set up something like a podcast because yeah. it started in that fancy Tesla. Yeah, I must give it that away. It was in a Tesla. It was in a Tesla. We were at a colloquium in Aula, right? Correct. Uh, and what did everybody present at the colloquium at Aula? So all the presentations were basically the same. Hello, my name is XYZ. I'm working for company XYZ and I'm doing that. Here is my first slide. It's a picture of our company headquarter. Here's the entrance door. We have that many employees. Our locations are here and here. Now we go to the next slide. Our partners are these, which is the same 20 different companies listed there. And then the five minutes are over and the presentation starts and everybody's already asleep. Mm. And again, nobody was talking about business, markets, money. And the elephant in the room. Yeah, it, exactly. Everybody was avoiding the topic. Even when people asked about it, nothing came. And for me, the low light was one guy showing actual numbers 
of an RI, and it was an RI of, I think, two or three months. So really amazing. But mm. it was presented in a way that it was completely lost. It just could read it on the slide, but it didn't mention it. Mm. And then on the drive back, I drove you to the airport. Yeah. We talked about what can we do because these are the important topics that keep the foundries running. The money. The money. Not the yeah. new spray head system or whatever. Don't, don't don't get me wrong i think <clears throat> i think all these things are super important and and you probably have to have them in place to go sustainable and have a high uptime and, and uh, find a account course. with a low, low labor cost and all these things uh, <laughs> which is a little bit interesting <laughs> itself but at the end of the day we never talk about money in our industry no it it's like it never existed yeah everybody it's, talks it's like about we're casting for charity right we're helping Volkswagen get the cars built. That's a nice sentence, but uh, it's, it's very difficult to, to pay in the grocery shop with that sentence. Yeah, but depending on the sourcing organization, it's really more like charity. You have to gift so much to support them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. I, I, I met a founder guy, uh, CEO the other day, actually, who had a meeting just around Christmas here, and he said, well, you're not allowed to be happy for, for longer times. It's just short times that you're allowed to be happy in this industry. <laughs> yeah, you know exactly what it means. But anyway, now, so, so we had this brilliant idea and your nice Tesla. And um, <clears throat> we have a request for you, dear listener, that if there's a topic that you want us to bring up, as long as it's not technology, uh, please send us a text, send us a note. Because we think that Despite the attitude everybody's having out there, uh, that everything is hunky-dory and, and, you know, your, your, your cover the scratches on the car you're trying to sell, uh, people are struggling with growth margins and so So, mm, topics are welcome if there's something particular. <clears throat> I, can, I can highlight one thing that I, I haven't told you yet, uh, there, Niklas, but, but uh, Fabian, sorry. Uh, I actually started to write on our, our podcast about the applications we think that you can get a quick nomination in 2024, 2025. I started yesterday, actually. Oh, that's perfect. That's something we can pre-announce a little bit, that we're going to go through a list of some. I think I'm up to eight applications right now, whereas the uh, industry is uh, struggling. And uh, for people that are awake, could be actually good opportunities. Yeah. Very, very quick. Not three years from now. Anyway, anyhow. Should we run a little bit retrospective on 2023, Fabian? What did happen, actually? That's a great start. So already out there are nine of our gold nuggets. This one is the 10th. Will be also mm. out in 2023, right before the deadline. <clears throat> so you're trying to say that one of the biggest things that happened in 2023 was the podcast actually was launched, right? <laughs> um, for our listeners, definitely. <laughs> yeah, but if you look at it, I mean, we had a great interview with Hecken Becker. Yeah, it was a, even a great event, traveling to Heidelberg, Germany, sitting mm. out there and yeah. recording that episode. And for me, it was really great to see such a drastic change, how it happened, how it influenced, how it made a company reinvent themselves yeah. and get now a bright outlook again. But speaking about reinventing yourself, so, I mean, we had a discussion with also the interview with Per Jansson, and he did the same thing. Yeah. So, um, mm. yeah. And then we had Professor Jarlfors. 
yeah. explaining that uh, we're pretty pretty bad shape in Europe from an <laughs> academic standpoint. That, that hurt me a little bit. Ah, that was quite hard as we asked him about is Europe still ahead and he just said no, China is way ahead. Mm. Actually, I hear that from some purchasers that I'm surrounded with also. Uh, <clears throat> well, but uh, looking at 2023, we, we saw some more things. Um, mega castings, the big trend, mm. right? Everybody's buying a 6,000 ton or a 9,000 ton or uh, rumors about 12,000 ton machines. And uh, so, I mean, this is a New Year special. It feels a little bit like a dick measuring contest mm. right now out there. But um, the fir first you can have a big machine, but now you have to have many big machines. So, so it's, it's always the same thing. <clears throat> yeah, but I don't see that... it stopping. No, it will continue. That makes it even harder for the smaller foundries who's not be directly attached to the car production plant and still want to use their 800 to 2000 ton machines. Yeah. Another I thing think... that I noted in 2023, which was a new thing for me, was that people actually started to speak about it's not that easy to cost a mega costing. Yeah, I, I, I hear it from here and there right now. Uh, there's a porosity problem. There's an allegation problem. There, there's uh, problems to meet specifications. A little bit here mm. and there. Especially it's a large part. You can always find an area where it's critical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking about more things that happened in 2023, still a war in Ukraine. Who could believe it? That's something quite surprising. And also, even to this day, not all the products and production lines worldwide are back in order. It's still for many things. It takes you time to yeah. get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, uh, despite the tragedy, uh, we also see some other interesting phenomena around that, that um, just getting the grain out to the people that are starving in Africa. So mm -hmm. a lot of things. We also saw going into the bad things, uh, forecasting of uh, European car production started to drop, right? Mm -hmm. In 2023. Yeah, you saw it somewhere in autumn where the first founders said, oh, the numbers are going a bit down. So we have time for trial castings and they continue to plummet mm. so it, now it's getting really critical speaking of which should we try to make a forecast of 2024 then maybe we need a, a sip of that beer first <laughs> that's the idea cheers uh, dear listener I, I don't know how to start actually but, but we have a few things that we think will, will happen. And um, let's get into it. Uh, should I take the first one? Because I'm, I'm yep. so super pissed off. Yeah. Uh, when we were prepared for this uh, episode, I said, okay, 2024, we will hear that BYD will start a car production in Eastern Europe somewhere. And uh, when was it? 22nd or 23rd of December, we had a press release from BYD that they're starting car production in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we cannot announce that <laughs> anymore. But... Uh, yeah, that's, uh, but hey, I'm a sales guy. I don't give up. If BYD is already there, I, I bet you <clears throat> that in 2024, we will see at least one more. We had the Gile plant first announced, and now the BYD. Uh, you have guys like, I don't know, Neo, maybe. Yeah, or Xiaoping, some of them, or yeah. GAC, I don't know. Great Wall, whatever of all these companies which are quite taken over the Chinese EV market and also have 
let's for Chinese market luxury EOEs, which would be middle class here in Europe, and to very affordable prices. Uh, that but I think these guys will produce small electrical cars for the people. It's too expensive with the, the middle class. I mean, if we're, I mean, w what we are saying is that we are looking at the downturn of the economy. The first thing the middle class does not do is buy a new expensive car. Yeah, especially with now with the inflation and tightening budgets, many EU countries stopped the funding for business company cars. So mm -hmm. it's really getting more and more expensive and not that many people will get their company car. So the downturn and the sales will go down even further. Uh, you see the regulation here in Sweden, for example, having a company car is not a good idea anymore. It's, it's more or less the same money if you buy a car yourself. And, and uh, <clears throat> many companies are actually quitting with the programs where they offer new employees a company car. Uh, that means that people need to buy a car. If they need to buy a car, uh, what should they buy? A Chinese version of 25,000 euros or a yeah, German brand for 55, 60, 70. And That's a you're big... looking at the downturn on the economy. I mean, I'm not seeing that happen. So what, what I would think we will see is that Giel and BYD and the guys will actually make smaller, cheaper battery cars for less money. Yeah, especially that market segment is basically vacant. There is not too much there you can really buy. Mm. But the fun thing is the, these cars are produced. If you look at China, around these 15 to 25,000 euros cars that are produced, even the ID3 is in mm. that range in China. In Europe, it costs double that. Yeah. Never understood the, the exchange rate between. I, I thought it was the same if you went from euros to RMB or RMB back to euros, but it seems that there's something different there. I must just make myself stupid now. Uh, it, it seems that something is happening on the way to China or when it's built in China. Anyway, speaking about the car makers, we have already seen it, but I. I I bet that in a year from now, when we uh, summarize and bring out this old script, we will say that we were right when we said that five foundry groups, China, will announce building new foundries in Eastern Europe in 2024. And that's something that will accelerate if more than our prediction of Chinese automakers will set up their plant in Eastern Europe, mm. more foundry companies or Chinese tier ones will join them and mm. also take up European business because they usually the Chinese way to build a foundry is build it, equip it with all the latest die casting machines and then looking for things to cast. And that's another huge pressure for the already existing market. I mean, we have a pod episode about this. A Chinese foundry in, let's say, Hungary, Slovakia, Ukraine, wherever, <clears throat> will have to adapt to the same rules. Uh, they're buying the same machines, basically. They, they are, everything is, is quite the same as a European foundry. There, there are a couple of few things that differ. Number one, they're moving together with a customer. Yeah. You can bet that there's some, some agreements about this in the, in the background. Number two, they, have, they are very often very well-funded, so they have money. Yeah. And also uh, the decision-making is not yes. bound by some OEM parts, it's a business decision how to move forward for the next years, 
to come. And there's a strategy that is clearly outlined and followed. Mm. And that's something that's a bit different, especially with the well funding of their war chest, they will really start to make a difference if it comes to pricing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's something we're going to see. But uh, getting to the economy as a whole, um, following a guy called Joe Bloggs, uh, he, he's like a financial guy <clears throat> on YouTube. So yes, I'm following people myself. And um, he had a special episode about German economy. And then for five minutes, he dig down into to, to the car making in, in Germany. And he said something like, going from 9.7 million cars down to 9.7 to 6.9. That was the assessment somewhere in September. So here comes my next thing. I think it will be closer to 5.2. I think we will see the first half of, of, uh, of the upcoming year, we will see a slashing of the, of the car production. I mean, we see ID 3 or 4, whatever it is, being stopped three times now, waiting for the orders. And... Uh, hmm. Yeah, I, I think know. also having this high inflation, energy crisis, all of that come together, you're not going to buy a new car. And if you buy a car, it will be a cheap used one just to give you the mobility you need. So I'm also the opinion that we have something like a 30 to 50% a reduction in car sales. It doesn't really matter for the luxury cars. So no, they might be. that doesn't but, but really I, I, impact it. But everything that's for everybody that these are the cars that will be the cheap i don't cars, I agree with you on the <clears throat> why we have the downturn i think I, th I think i think this downturn is actually fueled by the real estate crisis in china uh, because we see more and more chinese companies that are going uh, chapter 11 elsewhere actually and and i think this is spilling over because if, if, if you look at the, the economy as a whole the amount of money that's being printed, you know, uh, because it actually generates the, uh, the the dollars and the yens and all that. Um, and what's happening now when you you are borrowing and borrowing and borrowing in three, four steps. Uh, and, and when you start to have like a 25% reduction of, of the value somewhere, you start to have a big problem. And then it's like a domino game. Then, yeah, especially now you have to pay interest on that. Yeah which is another thing that, that this is bringing up the interest rate. So fighting inflation, saving your real estate companies, uh, <laughs> still trying to have an interest rate that doesn't kill the real estate is actually an impossible equation. And <clears throat> I, I think you will see that in Sweden as well, because I, housing, living is, is just far too expensive. Uh, so, so this will probably be... I wouldn't say the worst downturn of economy that we've seen, but but I think it will be quite severe. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, especially this downturn will more hit the people than if it's like a banking crisis that yes, just targets a certain group of people. This one yeah. will target everybody. Yeah, a banking crisis. We never noticed, but someone is putting in uh, 1000 billion euros mm. into the system. I mean, the, the last lender is always the government. Yeah, uh, they have to, to guarantee this. So the only thing that happens is that the, the citizens in that country uh, has a larger debt, but they don't notice that it's happening more. No, you I print, mean, this is happening in the, in the dark. And especially yeah. for something like that housing crisis in the, 
you have to bail out two banks and everything can reset. Mm. But how you do, could you bail out millions of people that suffer to pay their rent because it increased again? Yeah. yeah. So one of the real estate guys here in Sweden, his stock value went down with 96% that week. That kind of tells you that yeah. he has some kind of a problem. <clears throat> that the stock market all of a sudden evaluates him 5% of the value they would have fought <laughs> last week. That's it's crazy. crazy, I know. But, but I, you know, I'm a little bit older than you are, <laughs> Fabio. So I was actually around when we celebrated when our interest rate on our mortgage went down to below 7%. Then we drank champagne. It was 6.9 and we had some sparkling wine. We, did, we couldn't <laughs> afford champagne. Uh, so because it came, came from 14%. Yeah, that's different times. And then when you hear kids saying that, oh, it's so expensive with 2.5% of interest rate. Yeah, okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've seen others. Yeah, yeah. definitely uh, see the difference. Another thing that will impact us starting from somewhere next year will be the 2026 CBAM. Yes. You see, it's a European regulation. And mm. in my perspective, you see a lot of ignorance within Europe. And again, the Chinese foundries groups already reacting and moving also to Eastern Europe. Well, not impacted mm. by that CBAM. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. So what, what, what will and happen? Especially for you listeners, if you don't know what CBAM is, now is the time to look it up and start preparing yes. for sustainability because that's something that will impact purchasing decisions and be prepared. Uh, you take it from that angle, which is super correct. I will take it from my angle. Uh, finding someone who can do something around sustainability will be difficult. And when you find a consultant that can help you out to sorting all these paperwork out, it will be very expensive. <laughs> So if you're a consultant listening to this, <laughs> call us and we can give you a few hints how you can actually pivot your, your business, employ a few guys and actually start to speak CBAM Monday to Saturday. Uh, that work market is going to be brilliant. Yeah. Trust me. Especially if you then have the consultant and pay the fortune and then want to get things moving. And mm -hmm. it has a high likelihood that you're already too late because if you want to use secondary aluminum these crap screams are quite limited so yes. if you look at your 20 30 year old cars you have sheet metal with a high iron content and you have 226 brackets 3.5 percent copper you don't want to have that near your high elongation alloys so there's very little, limited amount aluminum you can buy and if you don't secure your scrap screams already, you don't get any, and then you don't get new business because it's but, required yeah. to have. <clears throat> but we always say that this is about money, right? Profit yeah. and growth. Uh, I, I, I don't have this on my list, but I think the guys that will make most money next year and in the years to come will actually be the guys buying and selling scrap. I think so too, because you already see for certain grades they are more expensive mm. than the primary aluminum. Yes. Yes. I can give you another evidence that this is important. We, ha we had a sustainable day at my job. Um, by some reasons, we, we work with this. And uh, 
then one there's a group of companies and and we are were making a trial casting and the guy said yeah why don't we invite others in the group because we've been running this group for a year now and i felt said yeah sure and then i felt who is going to travel four hours and nine minutes from stockholm down to schillingaryd before christmas the weather was not super lovely a lot of snow you know you you can see the picture and dark until nine o'clock in the morning and the sun sets two o'clock right you got a picture we had 22 people in the room we had telecom guys we had truck guys we had the medical equipment guys we, we had the foundry guys we had the foundry guys from canada coming uh that is how serious your customer is is looking at this if you are a foundry that's the level of, of uh, at least in Sweden, the, the commitment and the interest they have. And um, interesting speech, but not calm and relaxed. No, but it, the, it, if, is, if it is a discussion about scaling up right now. Yeah. But if you're a foundry, the flip side is there is now yeah. new opportunities. If yes. you start to change, if you do something differently than everybody else. Yeah, I agree. But then, then at the same time, I, I, I'm the old cynical guy. I'm, I'm not driving that Tesla, you know. I'm just envy of you. But I think one thing that we will see in, in 2024 is a slight change of attitude and actually a challenging of that new law that was taking that, that is banning ICEs in Europe 2035. This is not political correct to bring up, especially if you're in Sweden, but... I think it will be challenged a little bit. Yeah, or it will be circumvented with something like the e-fuels, which are not able to produce in a large amount, so you're allowed to mix 95% of conventional diesel with it and all these tactics to go around and keep the ICE longer than the ban originally said it. Because if you look at the European car makers, their big advantage is the engine yeah here comes my point why i believe this first of all <clears throat> our dear european companies does not have the cars and vehicles that people are going to buy so they need some help otherwise they will have severe problems that's number one number two there is no infrastructure for that rapid change at least not in sweden uh, i heard a number of 70 percent of all electrical installations has to be dig it up from the ground and exchanged in Stockholm if people will start to use electrical cars 100%. Yeah, in Germany Meaning don't have enough energy to fuel all the yeah, cars. That's number, yeah, and exactly, that's number three. They switched off all the nuclear power plants and the sustainable energy from the wind turbines in the north are not able to pass through in the south. And so you're basically charging your electric car with 100% of coal power. Yes. So... I bet you that when we, when we meet you, dear listener, in the next year, time around this, we probably will put check in a box that some nations, countries, I don't know, institutes will start to say, we have to do something about IC ban in 2020, 2035. Because it's a great target. I love it. I like my wood. I like my hunting. But it is not practical to have it in that short time because it is pretty short time it's 11 years right yeah that's not far no and i no, think there's really. also one more thing coming up 
to help with that discussion, we will see the first EV scandal. I don't know what it will be. Will it be something about greenwashing, child labor for any resources for the battery? I don't know, but something will come up 2024 that support these discussions. I think it will be around safety. Yeah, I see a, <laughs> yeah, but I see a collision in a tunnel, uh, lithium-ion uh, started to fire, people being toasted, uh, firefighters cannot walk in, and it will be a big discussion. Is it actually safe? Uh, how should I put this? In Sweden, it's very easy to go with the big questions. But if you look at what people actually saw a poll, what people actually are concerned about, then they are speaking about safety, the school for the children, and that there will be a, a market for employment in the long run for them and their children. And if you start to address the safety thing, mm. and you have a problem. So maybe that's not a scandal, but I think the scandal mm. would be that everybody's telling you buy an electrical car, they will feel cheated by the government. And then all of a sudden they don't dare to <laughs> drive the car because if it starts to burn or something, I don't know. Or someone is hacking the software and steer your car for you or something is happening, a, a big scandal in short. It could also be dead flamingos in red mud or something, but we will see it. I think these were the predictions. Do we have one more? Yeah, yeah. Tesla will still be the number one brand in electrical vehicles a year from now. I mean, I think that's especially Tesla Model Y was the most sold car throughout all the cars in Europe. So I think that's likely to continue because it's, it's a convenient electric car because it knows where it can charge and you don't have to calculate your route, know where, which charging station, which card you have for which charger. No, your car knows it for you. Just drive there, plug it in. Yeah. And my sister's kids love it. It took them like 25 minutes to understand the infotainment system and, and uh, how to make all kind of crazy sounds in the car and all that. Oh, you have the light show, a new update came and now you have a third light show that your car is dancing for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, I can promise our listeners this out of engineering. I don't think the Chinese cars are that bad. But I think it will take them a year to figure out how to have the infotainment system and, and uh, all these things that Tesla have. It will take them at least a year. And as long as this will be one of the key factors when people are choosing the electrical car, Tesla will win. That's number one. Number two, I kind of have the sense that Tesla is going to launch a, a new Volkswagen, a, a car for the people. They have been talking about this for, for years. And if you look at it, it seems that they have the production size they want to have to launch something like that. You look at Mexico, the Berlin plant, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so so, so it, it goes like in a strategy that you, you have all these places around the globe for a massive launch of something. Uh, and I think we will see this launch somewhere around the summer. That's what I'm thinking, but, but I, I don't have any kind of evidence. I'm just super speculating right now. I think so also Tesla their model will be the number one. It's now the perfect time as soon as the Mexico plant is up to launch yeah. their Model 2 and have yeah. an even more affordable electric car. Yeah. Especially with the Chinese pressure. I think that's something that we will see, aware. or at least we will see the announcement. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. But again, Tesla will be the number one. 
So, great mixture. A little bit too many negative yeah. points, right? Definitely. I think that's something we really have to double check next year at a time and uh, see what went into truth and what was just a wild guess. And let me say like this, if I'm wrong on the negative points, I will drink champagne and be happy. Uh, it will not make me happy no. uh, if I'm right when it, when it comes to the car production in Europe. It, definitely, it definitely with these, let's say, worst case predictions, if it ends up better, we are really happy because it's also better for the whole economy and all, for everybody involved in that. Yeah, but I, w I, w I would like to say something like this to, to you guys listening. It might look bad, many things, but there's something that are for sure. The guys who take decisions and take the initiative will win, regardless of what. That's always in the end. When, when the smoke clears out and, and people are addressing the situation, who, who came out of this situation in a good shape or even making a, a small fortune out of it? The guys who actually took decisions were proactive, took an initiative and, and took, took, took charge of their own destiny. These are the guys winning. The guys waiting will have a hard time. So hope you are doing something. That's for perfect. yourself, for your company, for your family, uh, because that's the way to go. That's a perfect last sentence to end this gold nugget. There's nothing more to add than take the initiative. And then we hear us in the next one. Have a good one. Have a great start of 2024. And we're back and on the it. 4th of January with a new gold nugget. Yeah, and come to see us in Eurogas if you're also there. We'll love to shake your hand and, and hear your thoughts about things. So good luck in 2024. The best wishes from us. Goodbye. Goodbye.